everybody. Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for the continued love and support of the show. And if you're a brand new listener of March 4th, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod. On Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is march4th.podbean.com. You made it here, so you found me somehow, and I greatly appreciate you checking out the podcast, man. I hope everybody's doing well. As you can tell, I'm energetic, I'm rejuvenated. I've uh, been drinking my water and doing my push ups, you know what I mean? Um, in all seriousness, it's been really nice here in the States to have a, a three-day weekend. Today, actually, as I record the intro and close to this episode, uh, it's Labor Day. So we have this Monday off, and it's it's just been nice to have a three-day weekend to catch up on some R&R, man. Like, and I needed it these, these last couple of months. I feel like I've just been running myself down that combined with just having sensitive sinuses. I've had a couple of gnarly headaches slash – I wouldn't – I don't know if I'd say migraine, although the one that I had uh, – at my cousin's wedding in New York was pretty pretty gnarly. Shout out uh, to Ann Eileen for coming into the clutch with the uh, the ibuprofen, man. But I tell you, I, it was so bad I thought I was going to get sick. Like I couldn't even eat my dinner. I had to like pop those ibuprofen and then wait like an hour and a half till we got back to the hotel to eat because it was like that bad. You ever have one of those headaches where it's like so gnarly and like pulsing, like won't won't, where you just you're like, dude, this is like disorienting. Like I I feel like I'm going to get sick. I may vom, and that wouldn't have been good at the the uh, rehearsal dinner to Blachowski everywhere. Um, what's up with Cousin Mike from Nashville? That guy's weird, man. Um, but any Hoosers, shout out to Ryan and Casey. I love you guys. Uh, looks like you guys had a great honeymoon, and uh, I wish you all the, the the best in the world, man, for your marriage. Um, it was a great time, but, but yeah, so I feel like I just kind of ran myself down a little bit, and uh, having three days to recharge the old batteries in this 33-year-old body has been nice because you know, between just, just with everything that I've been working on and, um, you know, things that have happened in my life that I've shared on this show just in the last several months, like it, you know, not getting the greatest sleep, you know, even though I'm exercising and trying to eat right, um, and stick to only having like one or two cheat meals, uh, a week. Um, you know, I, I just, uh, I was worn out, man. And I just felt like this weekend was a great opportunity to, to get better rest, which I did, you know, ironically, I don't know if this happens to you guys, but do you ever feel like you get better sleep on your couch sometimes when you have like a hamster in a wheel brain? Like, cause I have a hamster in a wheel brain, so it's hard to turn off. And like, once I'm in bed and like, you know, I put the phone down and I, I try to like, you know, get up, get away from that. You know, I'll launch, I'll launch this app uh, called Headspace, free advertising for them. If they, if anybody from Headspace listens to this, definitely feel free to sponsor the show. I love you guys, but uh, I listen to their sleep music a lot and it helps me kind of chill out. But it's just getting to that point of like shutting my brain off. It's hard, but but sometimes like I'll get better sleep on my couch because something will just be going on in the TV in the background. So I'm not necessarily like quote unquote focused on anything. I'm just kind of zoned out. And sometimes when I lay in bed, like I'm just cycling through like things I need to do, things I want to do, beating myself up about things and blah, 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 you know? So uh, I actually fell asleep on the couch a couple of times this weekend before I woke up and, and eventually went to bed. And it's just, it's just weird, man. It's just weird how sometimes I get better sleep on my couch, but I do have a super cozy couch. It's very comfortable. Anyway, uh, no more couch talk, man. Uh, it's felt good to relax. This week's a short week. I'm going to get a chance to 
uh, see some family towards the end of the week. So I just feel very positive coming into September, man. I feel like uh, a little bit lighter. Um, and, and this weekend was a big part of that, just, you know, recharging the battery. So I hope all of you out there are doing well. I hope you're staying safe and just being thoughtful and mindful when you're out in public and, you know, this, this virus, man, like we're in it all, you know, we're in it all together, man. And, and we, we got to get through it. I'm a little nervous about after this holiday weekend and people traveling and stuff, but nonetheless, man, again, I ain't going to preach to you too much because there's plenty other places you can hear that content. And I'm, you know, pretty sure a lot of people have COVID fatigue, man. So just, just be safe, just be mindful, be smart, take care of yourself, you know, be mindful of your health, whether or not you get the shot is your decision, but just make sure what you're putting into your body, what you're putting into your brain in terms of information that you're just ingesting the right stuff. Cause there's a lot of wrong stuff out there that can lead you astray. So just be cool to each other, man. Keep the faith and be kind to one another, as I always say. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some family later this week, having a short week as far as the work week goes. And, uh, getting a chance to uh, spend some time with some loved ones back home in the Midwest. My alma mater is actually playing Notre Dame. So my alma mater, I went to the University of Toledo, and they're playing Notre Dame in football. So Notre Dame is obviously going to be the heavy favorite, but uh, for you college football fans out there, just sports fans out there, Notre Dame, and I'm a little biased, obviously, because they're one of my favorite teams, but they, they have one of the best game day atmospheres in the country in terms of just uh, the campus is beautiful, the tradition, the band, you know, going into the the stadium and it's just awesome. And it's been, gosh, it's probably been a good seven, maybe eight years uh, since I've been to a game. It's, you know, not since like my mid twenties, because I haven't been to a game since I've lived down here in the Nashville area. And I moved like six years ago and it was before that. So it's been, yeah, seven, eight years. So I'm really looking forward to it. Get a chance to see my family, uh, get a chance to see my pops and uh, you know, go to the game with my dad and, uh, one of my oldest buddies, shout out Justin and Jimbo and everybody like I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that everything's cool with the flights, that the weather stays nice. Like it's supposed to, um, you know, I think we're, we're probably heading into the last few weeks of warmer weather. Who knows down here in Tennessee, man, sometimes, sometimes our falls are pretty, pretty mild and it doesn't really start to cool down until October. So we'll see. But, uh, any Hoosers, I, I just feel really blessed. I feel really lucky. And I want to thank everybody again who listens to this podcast, man, because it really has meant a lot these last few months, you know, to put the work into this just because purely I love it and I enjoy doing it. And it's just a need that I have to do these shows and to see it resonating with people and have people check out the show and be able to make positive connections and, you know, new relationships with artists and guests on the show in the, in the way that I have. It's uh, It's been really beautiful, man. It's just... It goes to show you that, you know, uh, good begets good. You know what I'm saying? Positive begets positive. And if you can step into that space, and sometimes it's hard because there's a lot of uh, tough things that come up in life. But if you can step into that positive space, beautiful things happen. So I'm just uh, grateful for all of you. And I'm grateful for this week's guest, man. Speaking of stepping into positive spaces, yet another guest that I've connected with via social media. And he is none other than Crossed Out out of Canada. And, uh, we had a really great conversation, man, to give you a little bit of background about him, his musical influence has grown up. You know, there, there's, there's quite a spectrum here. I mean, from Eric Clapton in the who from his dad to post hardcore from one of his friends and under oath rage against the machine, you know, hip hop mainstays and, you know, Titans like Eminem, public enemy, Nas, uh, his, his influences go, all over the place. And in his music, I mean, there's elements of punk, 
there's elements of rock, there's elements of pop, and it's all rooted kind of in hip-hop, really. I mean, I would say that's like the what's central to Crossed Out's music is hip-hop for sure, but there's these other elements, like I said, of rock, pop, punk, and uh, he's a guy that uh, wears his heart on his sleeve, man, as you guys will hear in this conversation. He's somebody that has been really busy in terms of his music, you know, in... Um, in uh, social media, if you if you look at his posts and you know TikTok, he's he's very active on there. But just musically, since 2016, he's put out numerous singles. His album "Phone Calls with Ghosts" he dropped almost a year ago, um, last October of 2020. So he's a guy that stayed really busy, man. Um, his single "Drive" has over 102,000 streams on Spotify. He's got another single called "Runaway" that's got more kind of a uh, a poppy type of influence that he did with his lady Melodica. Shout out to Melodica that you know has done pretty well. So it's it was really cool to just talk to him and just kind of see the hamster to wheel in his brain and just in terms of how he's melding all of these different influences and just listening to his music and just you know getting to know the background of what he's putting in his, his lyrics. You know, not being afraid to talk about uh, mental health and depression. And battling through th- through things, and that's really what this podcast is all about. So, without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Crossed Out. Here it is. Well, Aaron, thanks again for your time, man. Uh, like I said, I really appreciate it. As we were talking before we actually hit record. It's just cool to to meet people who are passionate and, you know, inspire other people with what they do. And you're definitely doing that. So it was cool that we linked up on Instagram. But um, just to start this thing off, man, uh, it's it's been a busy couple of years for you. I, I looked on um, on Spotify and was checking out your music. And I think between between your album, Phone Calls with Ghosts and the other singles you've put out, it's something around like 15 songs, not counting all of the other, you know, you know, remixes that you've either done or people have done with, with songs that you put out. So just take me through these last couple of years musically for you, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it kind of was like, it, it really kicked off in, in 2017, I guess, because that was, that was the release of, uh, of life of the party. But before that I've been rapping and writing since like 12 and, um, you know, and I was playing in, bass and bands and stuff like that just like really exploring musical talent uh like different musical avenues and then once i kind of i was bouncing around from ottawa to montreal and then to toronto and i i really didn't know like kind of what what direction i wanted to go with things and so but i was still always writing with with that and then um yeah, once I moved to Toronto, things kind of got more serious. You know, I was interning in a recording studio and just trying to meet people. And um, some dudes that I met, uh, I ended up writing the and, and doing the, the Life of the Party EP. So then I kind of kicked that off. That was really cool. Did some shows, couple collabs, singles, and then didn't know what to do too much musically. During the, like, after I dropped Life of the Party, it was kind of, like, one of those things where I didn't really know what else to talk about. So I was just kind of, like, still putting out, like, a couple of singles here and there and, and doing a lot of shows. But I thought, like, once, um, 
probably like towards like the end of 2018, I really kind of got a concept in my mind and then of like what I wanted to talk about more. And I think it was just, it just happened by like just me writing and formulating ideas and uh, becoming more and more of an artist, like the person that I am now. And so, yeah, that really kind of just spawned the whole phone calls with ghosts writing project. And then just picking up a, steam with that and obviously like had the some of the singles that came out recently were part of that that era but didn't fit into what i wanted to put on onto the album for phone calls with ghosts so i just kind of kept them and you know or they weren't finished they were just they weren't fully fleshed out and i just focused all my attention on, on making the best thing that i i really could like i i'm still super proud of, of phone calls with ghosts and it just it's probably the best thing i think i've i've made um just because of how personal it is and all the stuff like around it and uh sonically i'm super proud of it uh, you know i had a a great person several great people working on it with me um rain from toronto works out of pink distortion and then um my drummer taboo does a bunch of stuff and and andrew the guitarist and um and jordell is the guy that does a lot of production for me as well he did like reckless and and that sort of like a bunch of my other singles as well so um yeah there's sort of just been that i just have really wanted to focus on every time i release something making something better you know like better than the last time it's that it's that andre 3k uh, saying you're only only as funky as your last hit so <laughs> I, I i really i really want to be continuously funky yeah man and and that album too um i listened through the whole thing and it really i feel like encompasses your vibe because you you mix a lot of different elements like i feel like hip-hop is at the core of, of a lot of what you do obviously but there's like there's lighter elements on there it's it's really personal um there's like an acoustic uh song at the end um towards the end of the the record like i feel like it's kind of a a good compilation of you know what you've been putting out there and even some of the influences that i read that you had as a kid you know stuff like i could kind of relate to the classic rock stuff from your dad like eric clapton and the who and yeah. then having like post hardcore from your friend and talking about like unearth raged eminem public enemy nas so i feel like I feel like if people haven't listened to that and you're listening to this, definitely check out phone calls with ghosts. Cause it's, it's for sure, at least, at least from the taste of your music that I've listened to, it seems to be a good compilation of kind of front to back what you do. Yeah, I think, but that also came with the whole fact of like, you know, like I said, where I was trying to figure out who I was more uh, as an artist. And I think when you start out, you kind of try to emulate a lot of artists that, that you enjoyed right so like lyrically or like like style wise and then the more you grow and i think like this was this wasn't me copying anybody it was just straight my ex all of my expression and all of my expression ended up being that and i can't really help sound like my honest self sounds like that i can't help you know uh hiding who i am so that's that that's what that record is yeah, the one towards the end, it was uh, background. That was the one. Yeah. Uh, and if I'm saying this right, is it Adam Van Ameringen? Is that how you say his last name? Yeah, he's since um, he, 
sense like transition so he goes by rain okay uh, she she goes by rain actually um oh it's a she my bad yeah now yeah uh at, at the time no so um but it's hard to change things digitally you know so but um yeah that's that's that yeah okay so that's what that was rain you were mentioning uh, a couple minutes yeah. ago okay cool yeah, yeah. cool yeah that's that that that's probably one of my favorites off of that and um you know, I guess to just go back as a kid, you know, you mentioned, you know, really getting into this at 12. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you now, man? I'm 28. 28. Okay. So, so really 16 years that you've been doing this is in terms of like 12 years old, really starting to get into it. Like was music something that always grabbed you? And if so, like, what's your earliest musical yeah. memory? If you dig back in the archives, like you, you know, you mentioned the influences like Eric Clapton and the who from your dad, but what was what was your earliest musical memory or the first music that really grabbed you? Uh, okay, so I grew up in a in a Christian household, okay. um, so like the the typical hip hop or like rap was kind of almost like frowned upon, and um, so but I remember as a kid, my my friend brought over like this uh, this this KJ five two record. And um, the the song was like, your car is a piece of junk uh, or like my car is a piece of junk. My car is a piece of junk. And I had never heard anything <laughs> like that. I was like, yo, what is this? And then um, and then I was also a huge fan of these these dudes, a uh, thousand foot crutch from from Peterborough, uh, close to where I lived and uh, was really into them. So it was like this, like I, I really got into exploring the Christian hip hop before I got into like exploring the the. Um, the secular hip hop, but then I feel like there was like just a bunch of different points all throughout my teenagehood where I just found something that I was so enthralled with was like, it was KJ52 and then I moved on to like Eminem. Um, and then I remember hearing Nas and Rakim, like Rakim was like mind blowing when I came across him. I was like, yo, what? Um, and there was just so many, just exploring that and just having it as like this new thing that you're just getting interested in. And there's so many, there's so much history behind it. And, um, yeah, there was, um, so many points where I was, I was excited. Um, but that's kind of like the, the catalyst, I guess, for it all was the, my car is a piece of junk song. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. You talk about, um, the hip hop stuff too. Like I grew up Catholic and the first CD, like, and not just hip hop, but just, um, you know, parents being mindful of what their kids are listening to. And two, two memories that stick out for me growing up, like the first CD I ever remember buying, it was a Metallica until it sleeps EP. So like back in the nineties or for kids who are listening to this, who don't really know what CDs are, but uh, when they would put out the single, they would do like those little EPs. So it would be like the the single and then a couple of tracks or whatever. And usually it'd be like a couple yeah. of live tracks. And there's this place in Toledo. And I don't know if it was just local to Toledo. I think they had them in other parts of the country, but um, it was called CD Warehouse. And I think I had some Easter money or something for my grandpa. So my mom took me to CD Warehouse on a Sunday. My big brother, Brandon, he loved Metallica uh, one of his favorite bands. And and so I wanted to, you know, I looked up to him. He was one of my older brothers, you know? So, and then I found that heavy music just ended up speaking to me, but anyway, so I found, you know, I didn't know any Metallica's albums. I was like nine years old. So I just saw something that said Metallica until it sleeps, got it back to the house, put it in our family, like entertainment room center. My dad had like 
two nice speakers and the whole thing set up. And so until it sleeps comes on and then like the very next track is a live cut. And um, James Hetfield is just saying MF like a bunch of times. So my mom's like, Oh yeah, that's not going to happen. So literally within hours had to take the CD back that Uh, same exact day. So, and then I had a buddy of mine who like showed me his treasure trove in the early two thousands. When I came over to his house, he's like, yo, don't say anything to my parents about this, but it was, it was all of like the hot rap at that time, like Nelly, you know, all the dirty South stuff that was going on in the early two thousands, you know, uh, it was just hilarious to me. So I definitely can relate to, uh, with my Catholic upbringing, having sort of that parental sort of like, Hey, you know, we don't want you going down that path. <laughs> yeah. It's so wild, man. I mean, I remember like at the time, like, I mean, I grew up in a, in a small town and, um, so I remember just like really getting into the hip hop and my dad was like concerned that I was going to join a gang. And at the time I thought that like, that was a regular, like, Oh shoot. Yeah. You know, I gotta be careful with gangs, but I'm like, I came from a town <laughs> of 3000 people. There's no fucking gang. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. Uh, the, you know, some of the, some of the concerns that your parents have. It is man, especially with music because um, you know, I mean, I know some of the calmest people that I know listen to some really heavy, gnarly stuff or they're really into like horror movies. And um, I think, I don't know, I, whoever listens to this, don't quote me on it when it comes out. But I think they've even done studies that people who listen to heavy music are calmer because it just helps them get that rage out in like a healthy way. But um, you also hear musicians talk about how the parental advisory sticker almost made kids want it more like they didn't want the edited CD. They wanted the CD where they heard everything. So I feel like in some ways it almost had, it was almost like street cred in a way. It was like, it's a way to censor this and make sure that parents know like the, the really gnarly stuff. But in a way it was almost like attracted kids to want to listen to it more. I feel like, especially when I feel like that's the first rule of kid too, when you're told not to do something and naturally you want to explore it, you know, 100%. I mean, I, I, I've said this before, but I was, I was taking um, songs, like downloading songs or uh, like taking like CDs and you were able to, at the time it was like CDs, but then you also had like those small iPods uh, and then you were able to just like not name anything. You just have untitled 10 or untitled 11 and you go from there. So you have like Eminem hidden at the back of your uh, of your mp3 player or ipod and it's all untitled so your parents don't know yeah do they still call it itunes like i don't know i'm still holding out i still have an android phone i'm like the only person in my circle of existence that has an android phone but is it is it apple music now or do they still call it itunes i don't even know yo i think itunes they got rid of itunes like completely a couple years ago like it's dead now okay See, that shows you how in touch I am, dude. I really should get up on this a little bit more. Um, I, I do know this podcast is on Apple something. So <laughs> that okay. that much that much I know. Um, but I guess staying on that, that uh, you know, parental and, and even just growing up spiritually, like do you and even even in your music video, um, you 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 can see like the cross tattoo that you have uh, for fix myself. Right. So are, are you still a spiritual guy now? Like, do you feel like um, even though there was sort of that parental control, it sounds like, do you feel like there's any of that that still sticks with you today in a positive way in terms of what you learned growing up with that? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's one of those things 
um, you know, I'm also like huge into to Marilyn Manson, and uh, there's a there's a there's a quote of like uh, I think he said where it was like where he was learning about himself, and uh, you have to create a lot of chaos or destroy almost everything uh, to know about yourself or to like rebuild. So to me, it's like I destroy everything, um, and then whatever is left is like whatever foundation is left is like the most important stuff. Um, and I spent a lot of time doing that. I think like 23, 24, 25 um, were some of the most tumultuous years. Uh, I, just, I really tried to figure out who I was as a person. Like I was figuring out who I was as an artist, but I was also trying to figure out who I was as a person too. Like um, my dad gave me this book because, you know, there's still, uh, they still go to church. My dad gave me this book, um, I think, the case for christ is the name of it um it's this book it's like a this journalist um from the chicago tribute and he goes on this quest to like disprove the bible and ends up talking to all these kind of scholars um and so it was a super interesting book i really felt like i just um i spent a lot of time thinking about that and so yeah i mean i i do um, it still does play a lot of a, a big role in who I am, I think. Um, and there's just different parts, I think, that um, I really don't agree with. And um, I mean, I've never been one for the hypocrisy of the church. It's, that's always been my biggest problem. Yeah. And like the judgment. Um, and I think like the last time I was at church, it was I, I played a game with them and I showed up to church in my leather jacket and my leather boots and like my studs and all that sort of thing, just to see like what, how they would treat my parents. Cause I went with my parents and um, just to see uh, because like, that's a, that's a big part, but, and it went over pretty well, actually. They were, they were pretty receptive uh, funnily enough, but yeah, it definitely, I think, and it's, it's something that I talk about a lot of my music. It's still something that I'm trying to figure out um you know even in my last song that i just dropped television you know like um where the fuck is god in this maybe he's forgotten this i don't know that's an hypothesis um so i think like there's still some element whatever it is uh i don't think it's the i don't think that god is like the conventional um you know christian god yeah, no, I, I totally relate, man. Like I said, growing up Catholic, uh, I'm thankful for the foundation that it gave me. Um, I had I had uh, kind of a major surgery when I was 18 years old, so like 15 years ago now when I had a tumor. And uh, I had this kind of spiritual experience that happened right as I was um, going back for surgery. And my, my mom and dad, my stepmom and my stepdad were the only ones there, and they said goodbye to me. And uh, – there was like six doctors and I was kind of out of it, you know, heavily medicated, getting ready to go in. But I, I still had like my conscious mind, you know what I mean? And I remember them taking yeah. me back and people are like asking me if I'm okay and and I'm out of it. So I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, but in my head, I remember saying like, God, I'm only 17 years old. Um, I, I think there's a lot left that I'm supposed to do. I have no idea what that is. Uh, I hope you show me, but like, if you need me, I'm ready. And like, I just had this, this warmth, like this peace wash over me, you know? 
Um, and I've never felt anything like that before. And it was like instant, like as soon as I got done saying that in my head, it was just like, like instant peace. And I've never, never, there's, there's no pleasurable experience that I've had on this planet that, that, that has ever made me feel like as at peace as I was in that moment. So, you know, I, I, I share that with people only to say, like, I, I would never tell people what to believe. Um, I'm not dead, so I don't know. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I'm still I'm still here. So I have no idea what's on the other side. But I I do feel like uh, like I was really close with my grandpa. I still wear his necklace every day. Like, I do think that there's something beyond this. And and that part of of my faith and my upbringing, I'm really I'm really thankful for, because I think if there is a God, um or a higher power. I, I, I felt it. I, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've had enough, you know, prescription drugs in me, uh, from, from that surgery and from things I've battled over the years. And this wasn't that this wasn't a substance that, you know, numbs you or calms you down or, you know, helps get you ready for surgery. Like whatever that feeling was, it was definitely not that it just was like love. That's the only way I can explain it. But but I'm with you on the hypocrisy. Like um, the guy who baptized me ended up getting, I think the term is defrocked as a priest for stuff that came out in the seventies that he was doing inappropriate things with, with boys. And so there were things that I saw at the church that I worked for that I went to growing up um, behind the scenes, just uh, not, not sexual abuse, but just, um, you know, uh, the way that uh, certain people were treated and, you know, the politics and everything like that. So um, anyway, that was a huge rant and tangent in response to, to what you said. But uh, but I'm with you on on like I carry the faith part of it, but I, I separate the spirituality from the religion part on a personal level. That's just me because I feel like religion 100 percent is man-made and it has an agenda. Yeah, and I feel like God is love. And I feel like that can be expressed in a number of different ways in languages across the world. And there's just men get in the way of it i feel like i totally agree with that um and i i've said this before i mean when i was uh when i was 20 uh and this is like again like it's no slight on on the the church that i was a part of like they were all great and, and gracious people um and then like a, a lot of them were just really really cool but there was like this part that just was always so interesting to me um and they made it this big deal um like when I, I moved out and like I, I went to Ottawa, so I was there for a little bit and they made it this big deal that, you know, you have to speak in tongue. Like, uh, like, yeah, I'd heard of it, but it would never been like such a, a super big deal. Um, and then, but it was almost like, um, yeah, oh, he, wa- he wants you to speak in tongues. Oh, like, um, like, oh yeah, well, he can do anything, right? Like, if he wants me to have it, then it, like you say he does, then he'll give it to me. Like right now, like right now, he'll give it to me. Um, but what I think, and I would tell them this, like, I think what's more important is, is to love people. You know, like it's the speaking in tongues is mentioned four times in the Bible, whereas love is mentioned over like 66 times. So yeah. that's, a, that's, that's a big difference, right? So I would much rather focus on that than, than the, the, mi- the minor stuff, you know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And are, and are your parents supportive of, of the musical path that you've been on now and, and just this form of self-expression and coming into your own? Um, to a degree, I think. Um, I don't largely talk to my parents, um, but I know there's been like a, some troubles and like, I don't think 
people of my parents' generation take it that seriously. Yeah. I've never really experienced anyone that's like a boomer or Gen X. It's like, um, unless like you make it as a musician, then um, they don't take it as a serious kind of um, form of work. You know, um, a lot of like people in the church or just like my overall kind of family of like, it, it almost feels like they just pat you on the head and be like, yeah, good job. You know? And it's like, yeah, like, but oh yeah, you want to be a rapper? Like, you know, no, like I, I am like, I, like I treat myself as, as a rapper, like a professional, like musician, like, you know, I, I do shows. I like, I get paid for my work. Like, um, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, no, no good. Oh, like you should, uh, you should try doing this though. Like do this job. Like, I don't want to do that job, you know? Um, so to a degree, I think like they're happy when, you know, when I put out a song and they enjoy it, but I don't think there's just, like a brain block of like things don't work. Like they, they don't understand. So uh, yes and no. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's interesting you bring that up because I feel like, um, and I don't know if it's just their generation, but I think, I think sometimes people, at least that I've experienced it in my life too, where um, money is almost synonymous with success. And, and I think yeah. for our generation in a weird way, and it kind of, I guess it kind of goes hand in hand. It's almost like followers, likes, replies streams downloads all that stuff is quote-unquote success which the way that i look at it maybe it's just because like in in my in my 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 day job i i work um in analytics and i you know numbers are a big part of everything you know they're they're a big part of everything and and money and how things go around so you know i look at them as like i guess more or less snippets like especially with, with, with my podcast, like, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of podcasts out there that, you know, like the Joe Rogans of the world, you know, getting a million downloads per, per episode or whatever. And it's like, like, yeah, in a way streams, if you're a musician or downloads, if you're a podcaster or whatever, um, in some way to me, I look at them as snippets, like, okay, people are listening, but is hitting a certain number going to make me to your point, like, you know, um, is hitting a certain number or, you know, touring a certain amount of cities or selling a certain amount of records. Does that, does that validate it any more or less? And I, I would say, no, I think creatively, if you're doing what you love to do and you're being honest with your work and you're putting the time in that, that's, that's the most important thing, you know? And I think a lot of people, they, you know, at least me, um, I probably shouldn't speak in absolutes, but I do think people can relate to this and maybe you can relate to this. I, I feel like there are times where you shut off parts of yourself because the world at large is kind of telling you to do this or take a more conventional path. But, you know, like I was telling you before I started this, like I, I just, I have a need to do this. I didn't ask for it. I didn't seek it out. I just, this is the stuff that I'm naturally drawn to. So um, I can relate to what you're saying in terms of just like, you know, I have those questions internally too. Like, well, what does validate it? And I think at the end of the day, it really is just, do you like what you do? You know, cause there's probably people that do sell millions of records or have more downloads than my podcast has, but maybe, maybe they have more hands in the cookie jar kind of telling them to do this or do that. You know what I mean? So, but it's interesting. You're right. I, I do think in some ways uh, people from our parents' generation kind of come from more of that, um, you know, sort of, 
what's the what's the word I'm looking for? I guess m- maybe more traditional means of of making a living. Yeah, um, they but, yeah they play they play it safe. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think and and it's not to say there there's tons of innovators from from those generations, right? But but I think people from our generation, I think in some weird ways, that's kind of morphed into like the likes and the streams and the followers type of thing. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Do you think I'm, do you think I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just talking crazy or I'm ranting too much, but. I I think, yeah, I think there, yeah, there's a large portion of it, especially when, when you were saying like, yeah, you have it, you have a need to do this. And so you, you kind of don't, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter that much about the, the streams or the follows or, you know, I mean, a lot of the streams and the follows like that shit is just fake anyways. It doesn't even half these people that have, Oh, like 10,000 followers. Yeah. But you have like two comments. So you don't have like what we were, you were talking about before we started this, where like you would much rather just have like 500 people that like fuck with what you're doing than like 10,000 people that like don't, you know, that yeah. are just there. They're just lingering in the ether. I think that relates uh, even more. And then your art is more validated, you know, like, um, and, and again, it doesn't, it doesn't even like matter like what caliber you're at. There's always going to just be people that, uh, that, that don't like that will shit on what you're doing. And like, you're not appealing to those people anyways, it doesn't matter. So yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. I, I haven't, I have a need to, to make music and, and you have a need to do this. And so like, I'm not validated by the opinions of others, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like how I look at downloads, to be honest, like when I check them on my show, to me, it's validation that like there are people who care and that's yeah. how I measure it. Like, oh, cool. Somebody's checking this out. Um, and I would, I would still do it if two people listen to the show because that's still two people that I reached that I didn't reach before. And that, that conversation with whoever I had in the show, somebody like yourself that it didn't reach before. And to me, if you can make one positive ripple effect a day, you're, you're doing a pretty damn good job, you know, cause there's, there's a lot of people who don't care at all about, you know, impacting uh you know even their own inner circle in a positive way so um sorry man i feel like i'm ranty today um no not at all man it's (laughs) i I like this conversation now you know going back to you talked about the last three years because you said you're 26 now right 28 or 28 i'm sorry 28 so um you said it was like 23 24 25 like sort of that range your mid-20s where where you were struggling um this year you released the song fix myself a few yes. months back it was what early june that yes. came out um yes. and the music video with like you had like the straight jacket the plastic the whole line like visually it was very um very impactful as well and then you did like a contest where people put out their own versions yeah and like the main hook in that song is i tried to fix fix my broken brain i tried to numb out all my pain i drowned it out in different ways and I can relate to that. I feel like a lot of people out there can relate to that. How much of that is tied into some of the stuff you went through the last few years before you got to where you are right now? Oh, 100% of it. Um, it was like, there's, you know, I feel like I was always telling people, I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get my shit together, you know, like, oh, I'm like, I'm, you know, gonna go to the gym and like, uh, or like, you know, oh, I'm doing Silver October. So like, I'm not gonna drink or, uh, you know, get my shit together, uh, you know. Uh, buy some different clothes and like you know get myself a haircut and like um and then 
just like, oh, I'm going to read more. I'm going to learn a different language. And all these things are kind of geared up towards like fixing yourself and you're doing something constructive and like trying to take out the, the bad habits. But, um, you know, uh, I try to fix myself, but I don't know how. Um, and I'm like, you know, it, it's this cyclical thing that always goes like you always kind of just go back to it and like it's a struggle at all times and sometimes uh it really does feel like your your brain is broken uh and I, I was really feeling like that but like my you know my just like man my fucking brain is broken uh, I want <laughs> a, I want a refund on my brain um if I could just like fix it that would be great so yeah 100 it's 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 all that and what, what has the response been like to that? I mean, I've seen the stuff that you posted on socials. Obviously, there's been some some sick covers that people have done. But, I mean, has anybody has anybody reached out to you in, in terms of just what that song means to them? Because um, I know I know it's done pretty well. Yeah, it did do really well. I was, like, I was surprised. I mean, it, the reception, like, people really, really like the song. Um, and that's, that was really, that was a really cool feeling. And, uh, and the feeling of, like, you know, I was even just like, uh, you know, like when I announced it, there was people hitting me up being like, oh, man, yeah, I need to fix myself. I'm like, yeah, I feel like there's always a portion of every person out there that needs to, like, fix themselves at least a little bit. You know, you're, you're never 100 percent. So uh, it's a very kind of universal message. Yeah, especially the times that we're in right now, too, because I, I live by myself. And um, and even though, like, I, I definitely. uh I would, I would say like, I'm an introverted extrovert. Like I, I, I can be social. I enjoy conversations like this. I definitely enjoy people more on like individual levels like this though, rather than like big groups. That's just, I just feel more comfortable. Now, if I'm at like a, a, a show of like all my people like that, like the music that I like, that's different. You know what I mean? Cause you just feel like this big sea of energy, but, um, but I like to deal with people more on an individual level, but, but being at home during the pandemic, there's a difference between like, I don't really feel like going out. I just kind of want to stay at home and chill versus like, Oh, you, you can't go anywhere. You might get really sick or get somebody else sick. Like I feel like it's um, in a, in a weird way, maybe one of the good things that came out of the pandemic was um, one, I think people realized like who and what's really important to them. But then two, like you said, maybe that, that fix myself message There's probably not a better time to kind of drop a song like that. Cause what I took away from it, and, and, and it even kind of from what you're saying right now, like you're not trying to tell people, Hey, go fix yourself. You're just basically being like, Hey, you know, uh, I feel like I run around in my head a lot. And, yeah. uh, you know, at some point you got to kind of just, you know, be cool with who you are and just keep building towards, you know, being better, but not trying to like solve yourself. Cause if you could snap a finger and just make everything okay, you would. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it's like, it'd be great to, it would be great to feel great all the time, yeah. but that's not the case. And I think, yeah, I mean, well, what you just said where it's like, I'm not telling anyone to go fix themselves. Like, I'm telling myself that I need to fix myself or that like, you know, I'm broken. And if you can relate to that, that's amazing. I don't like being preachy in my music and I don't like it when, when musicians get preachy in their music. So uh, the messages that I, that I send out to people are like basically just, coming from me for me and uh yeah that's it so where where you are now um compared to those years in your 20s when you were struggling what was there um 
was there like a tipping point or a turning point for you, Aaron, where you, you turned a corner in a positive way where you feel better now compared to where you were a few years ago? Um, I think it really just kind of came from learning to be honest with myself of like, who am I? Because that's the only like real reason, like a real way that you can actually like fix yourself is like, you know, admitting that you have a problem. Yeah. Um, and so if you don't and you just kind of keep hiding, then nothing will ever get done and you'll just kind of continue to, to be this uh, shell of a person. So I think after like years of just like things um, happening, I put myself in certain situations that um, I could have totally avoided. And like, I was like forced to change, but like then there was consequences to my actions. Um, and just like realizing like, the, like what the consequences are and like that I am responsible for my own actions. Um, that's, that's why I think like, yeah, um, I'm still not, perfect or like i mean i still have my own problems but i definitely don't think i'm in like i think i'm like a little bit better maybe like or i'm just like in a different mindset like i'm 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 in the older mindset now of like i can look back on that and, and understand where i am so now maybe it's like this is like i wouldn't say part two but it's like it's just a different continuation of of what that was you know does that make sense yeah for sure because like experience creates perspective yes yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, you're, yeah, you're, you're not living if you don't have experiences, whether they're good or bad. And, uh, and you know, I said this before with like, um, uh, with phone calls with ghosts, it's like, if you're not really living, if like, you're not, if you don't have experiences, like, you know, life is there to be, to be lived. And like, um, so yeah, there's a lot of like experiences that, um, that I have that um, I think were just brought on by, by me living my life, by like me going out there and living life to like the most, I suppose. For sure. Yeah. And, and there's a quote when I was struggling with some stuff and, and, and I battle like anxiety and, and some OCD tendencies and stuff. And it's, it's kind of been there my whole life. And it's, it's not really till you get into adulthood that you start to kind of look back and, you know, start to start to put pieces together and through therapy yeah. and stuff, you kind of, you kind of learn how to deal with things, you know, more rationally. And, and so that's, that's what I'm going through right now. Um, and, and went through an unex, unexpected, uh, breakup a few months ago that I just, I just recently opened up to on this show. Um, cause I'm a private person, but I'm also like, you know, if I want to connect with people, even though my message is very much one of positivity, I want people to know too, like, Hey man, we all go through stuff, you know? Um, but having said all that, I think it's it's kind of tripped out to me. Um, you know, even people that I meet, you you realize, you know, how how much of what you experience when you're younger, how much that really does shape you when you get older. Um, right. And and it sounds like it's probably common sense. Like people are probably like, well, like oh yeah, of course that makes sense. Like the environment that you came from or how you were raised. But like, but I mean, even even certain behaviors that you have as an adult are very much tied to kind of how you came up. And, and I also feel like there, there are certain things that we're just, we're just born with. Like, even when I was a kid, I just had weird little like ticks and things and like things I would do. And like, so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the pandemic, at least for me, it kind of, um, 
exposed some of those things, but it also, it also brought out things like this, like the podcast is a great way for me to, I feel like connect with people and work through stuff and, and learn that there's a lot of people struggling through the same thing. So yeah, I, I personally really like the message of fix myself, man, because, um, I think there was a period of time, at least, and I don't know how it was in Canada, but I mean, at least in the United States, when I was growing up, especially as a dude, like if you, if you dealt with anything kind of anxiety wise or, or mental wise, it was very much like not a dude thing. Like you didn't talk about it. You kind of shoved it down. You know what I mean? And it it wasn't like a manly thing. You know, you didn't want to tell people like, Oh, you know what I mean? And now it's like, I feel like a lot of stuff out there is quote unquote, like the quote in our generation is like in my feelings like that. That wasn't something that existed in 1996 when I was eight. You know what I mean? Like if you were a dude, you just didn't talk about it, you know? Totally. Yeah. I mean, and, and like I said, like I'm from a small town. So like, that's even, I, I feel like being from a small town and uh, uh, with that, it's like, you talk about that less, like that's less of a thing, you know, everything that happens in big cities always happens in like small towns, like 10 years later. Uh, so, you know, there wasn't that kind of emphasis, I suppose, to, to talk about things. I mean, you know, people were talking about depression, um, but it was still like one of those things where like, I didn't really realize like how many people had it or like, you know, um, or like how badly like I could have it or like, you know, um, people, again, it's kind of like almost like patting you on the head type thing, you know? Um, and again, yeah, it's, it's for men, it's different. It wasn't like a, you know, talk about, talk about kind of thing, you know, like expressing emotion is, is, is difficult. Yeah. The whole like boys don't cry thing. Yeah. Totally. You want to cry? I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm laughing just because I relate, not because like I, I just, yeah. I mean, and I, you know, I don't know, like, uh, like, like my dad taught us to be, to be tough and to stand up for ourselves, you know, cause there's a bit, there's a difference between a, being a tough guy and being like fake tough and then, and just being tough and like sucking it up. And like, so very much where I came from, like that Midwest blue collar kind of work ethic, like, you know, be self-sufficient, you know, do what you need to do to, you know, get the job done and do it well, uh, you know, and being good to people. Like to me, that's a good kind of tough. And and that's kind of how I was raised. But in terms of the world at large, yeah. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, I dealt with panic attacks and it wasn't that the people close to me were, weren't symp- sympathetic to it. Um, but I just felt like it was something I, I had to really kind of bury. And it wasn't until I got older that I really started to be able to deal with it, to kind of understand what triggers would kind of make those things arise within me. And so you know, I I've learned that for me when I'm like super exhausted, like, uh, that's when I start to get real jittery and real panicky and real. So, you know, I've learned to balance myself a lot more as I've gotten, gotten older, but, but I think that's, what's cool about, um, kind of where we are now as a, as a culture, um, just in North America, I feel like, um, you know, musicians like yourself are talking about it. Um, you know, it's, it's more of a mainstream subject now, and I think sadly that's because we've lost so many people along the way to yeah. addiction, to suicide, to mental illness or issues that um, if they could have had a helping hand, you know, or just had somebody talk to them and understand them, 
you know, a lot of people might still be here. So I think that's what's actually kind of dope about where we are now as a culture. And like I said, maybe that's one of the positive things that'll come out of the pandemic is um, it kind of opened people up to just this world of isolation we've all been in and it'll continue to be something people talk about, you know? Totally. Um, Yeah, I think like, I mean, it's important that people talk about it. That it's also important that people don't um, don't become that. That there is a very big problem, and it, it really irks me a lot. Is when someone gets diagnosed with a with a disease, and then their whole persona shifts, and they become that disease. Like, but you are not that disease. Like, yeah, it's a part of you, but like, don't let that just be solely who you are. Like, you know, I I deal with that shit a lot, but I don't come home or tell people you know i can't like do like there is like i guess it's like maybe just like the tough the the tough boy or like the 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 upbringing type of thing you know like maybe like not the not like not talking about it type of deal but i do firmly believe i've I've seen a lot of people a lot of people's lives just be ruined by, by like becoming the disease uh so i think that's also important to talk about as well you know like fixing yourself but then also like hey you know like sometimes you don't need to like preach to people that you're fixing yourself just kind of like maybe fix yourself in silence sometimes too like that's that's more important and when you want to talk about things you know have people in your corner to talk about things um that's the the biblical thing of like seek wise counsel uh if you don't know something or like if you you're gonna make a big life decision you know talk to other people about it or like talk about how you're feeling um you know oh shit like every time i go into the subway i want to jump into the subway train maybe you should talk to somebody about that you know but like don't like yeah don't become that i I guess yeah and and the the wise part of seek wise counsel is very important too right um yeah like I used to have a tendency to overshare things and I'm like, yeah, there's certain people I don't need to be telling about this stuff, man. Cause not everybody has your back and there's a lot of people like to run their mouths and gossip and you, you can get a lot of, you can get a lot of the quote unquote, the peanut gallery or, you know, or the hyenas laughing and stuff. And so I've, I've kind of, you know, kind of like what you said, um, you know, I deal with as much as I can on my own, but I also recognize when I need help. And when I need help, I try to go to the right sources, you know, or the people that I really trust versus, you know, um, reaching out to people who maybe don't have your best interest at hand. But, um, but musically on on a positive note for that, I I really feel like that that's been a good creative outlet for, you know, you know, to, to be able to express those things through your music. Um, I know you, you posted a few months ago talking about how you've, you know, battle through depression and stuff. So at least outside looking in with you, Aaron, it seems like music has been that outlet for you that's helped you kind of process and deal with a lot of the stuff that you've gone through. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's, um, it's a way to release. It's a way to um, kind of take your mind off things. You know, when, um, when you don't want to think about things, you can just, uh, you know, I would just like jot lines. There was a game that, and I, I still play this, uh, and it's it's a great way to kind of take your mind off things, but also like work your brain at the same time. It's like uh, you know you just take multi-syllable words on on a page, and then you like uh, you'll write them down, and then or like you'll you'll like write a line, and then you'll try to rhyme as many uh, syllables in that line or in that word as possible. So it's it was something that I've uh, I've always done to kind of take my mind off things, and um, 
and then yeah like you'll get ideas out of it or like again living is just the best uh writing material so um always like living and then working through your experiences it really is just like therapy it's just like you're your own therapist right and um yeah yeah and you've done a lot of cool uh you've worked with a lot of cool art- artists and done a lot of cool collaborations but um you know i i think when you look at a song like your latest single television which you did with uh is it x stitch and imperative my my uh, getting, or cross stitch cross stitch yeah, okay it. okay um and then um with uh melodica music right am i saying that right too yeah it yeah melodica yeah or okay and it's and it's at at melodica music i think she just recently changed it to uh to just at melodica she's trying to get just get at melodica i'm at crossed out music but she- She's at, at at Melodica. Damn, I'm 0 for two with yeah. X Dish and Melodica music. <laughs> no, but um, but what I was gonna say is, you know, a song like Television uh, is super rap influenced, obviously. But then also you've got like a song like Runaway that you that you did with her that's got like a cool pop punk vibe, and I think that's it. Kind of shows the range that you have as an artist. But um, you know, talk to me a little bit about that that relationship um, before we get to television with Melodica, because um, that song obviously has done really well. Uh, like I said, I think it shows off kind of your range as an artist. But also, I saw that you guys like a few years ago got in like a like a, a, a pretty crazy car accident, too. Like, yeah. um, so just tell me a little bit just a, a, about that that bond with her um, or at least or at least what I've seen from social media. And again, if I'm if I'm getting too much too much into the weeds here we we can pull back a little bit but it seems like it's a pretty pretty special bond that y'all have yeah no it's it's not at all uh in the weeds i mean um yeah she's she's a catalyst for a lot of stuff i mean to be successful in a relationship you have to be honest with the the person so i mean again that's where a lot of that stems from you know um you can't go around just pretending to be somebody um and get away with it for like maybe like the first year or so but after that you know the pieces the more you spend time with each other the more you you learn about yourself so uh or in the other person um but yeah i mean we've definitely been through a lot and so kudos to her for like putting out with my bullshit um (laughs) (laughs) um and i mean the car accident was just one of it i mean i again like i you know i don't want to like share it to to showboat or anything like that like it was it's like one of those like just like crazy ass fucking things that like um when they pulled us out like um the tow truck driver is like how the fuck are you guys still alive um you know we span out of control and like flipped four or five times and you know only into a marsh like into a marsh but it was like if it was anything other like everyone was saying it's like even if it's just like you guys have just gone to like like done that on regular ground you probably would have been in a very different condition so uh it's yeah it's wild man how like things plan out and like um yeah i don't know what that was um so yeah that was that that was one thing and i mean so we definitely we we do um we like to collab together to to make music i mean we don't force anything if it happens it happens i mean she was on i don't care yeah way back and then um yeah i really thought that like i was writing runaway and i really thought that this song uh would be up her alley 
just in terms of like her vocal range and like style like it's not um uh her music is different from mine and so this is sort of like it's almost just like a like a like a, a cross like it's like us meeting sort of in the middle i suppose so uh it, it was cool to get out and actually like have her do a verse and stuff on on the track as opposed to just a chorus like last time yeah, man, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed her voice too, because um, like you like you said, you guys definitely are coming from it, it, at least at least from that song. I could tell you were coming from two different avenues, and it was really cool to see that meet in the middle. I, I always enjoy that too, like people who bend genres or explore different different avenues and don't don't just beat the same the same note. And not that there's anything wrong with beating the same note, because there's bands that I love um, who who kind of stay on like either being super heavy or whatever. And, and I love it, but um, at the same time, I, I really like seeing the, the genre blending. Um, is that something over the, the course of your, your, your time now in music that you've gotten positive feedback on? Cause I definitely feel like, you know, you're somebody that, that explores pretty, pretty vast avenues of music with what you've been able to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, growing up there was that all that influence right so like that's just like i want to i want to do songs that that sound a certain way or um uh because to me it's interesting as well um doing the same kind of thing is i don't want to get stuck doing the same kind of thing or like being pigeonholed and i think doing this helps push me as an artist to to rap on different stuff and uh, I also think again, like uh, yeah, it's interesting to be to the listener. Oh, like what's he gonna put out next? And um, you know, there's a whole array of of different stuff. There's something for everyone, really. You know, like you said that your favorite track was was background, and that's like such a different track from all the other stuff. You know, I, I like making songs like that, but then I like doing reckless where I talk shit, and then I like the I like fix myself with just like the hard, heavy drums and like, and then television was such a cool track to do too, because it was so, um, it's like just very trap and just really different. I mean, really like I listened still to all that kind of stuff. Like it's so funny um, going into my Spotify recently did the, the thing of like, here's what you're listening to. And it's like, you're the type of person that would go from, from Sade to machine gun kelly like, <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's who i am that's accurate <laughs> that's awesome well well before we wrap it up aaron and thanks again so much for your time dude i really appreciate this and uh, really enjoy this conversation with you man um you know on on television um it's definitely a song that i feel like is is appropriate to the times you know you mentioned the reference of of basically being like where's god and all this and you know, how, how people, you know, they just want you to keep the TV going, you know, stay tuned and keep, keep tuning in. And um, yes. so, so in terms of the place that, that, you know, you guys are coming from with that, with, with cross dish and, and imperative, I mean, what was it like making a song like that just in the, in the times that we're in? I mean, and, and then just um, what I'm guessing is you just probably feeling compelled, like that you had to, you know, make a statement based on the things that you're, that you're seeing right now with, with everything that's going on. Just talk to me a little bit about sort of the impetus of that song coming together, man. Yeah, it was 100% that. I mean, like, you know, I, again, like, you know, I said earlier, I don't, I don't like being preachy in my music. Um, and I think like, 
they want you to, I mean, I thought maybe it might, is it too cliche? Like they want to keep, they want to have you keep the television on. Like, I mean, they really do. Like they, they want to have you distracted by um, doing all of these things, like getting caught up in the followers or the, the fake attention that you get online and, you know, not interacting with your real friends or the real life or, or um, you know, uh, building yourself as a person, you know, focusing on things. You, you like, if you're always distracted, always on your phone, always like watching things, um, never, never reading a book, as I, as I say in it, like, um, like it's so interesting how many people don't read books. Uh, and that's just like, it's a mind blowing thing to me. Um, you know, read a book, fuck politics. Like go read a book. Don't pay attention to what's happening on CNN or like, you know, fuck fake news, fuck ignorance, read a book, fuck politics. I don't care about all of this. Like just go out, go chill, read a book, smell the flowers, hear a bird sing um and it was really like that was that was the impotence of of, of it all and, and i really like um i guess it was on i was on my rage against the machine shit i mean i shouted out uh, <laughs> you know like anger is a gift that's word to taylor um and and sometimes you know like getting angry in the streets and and protesting for a real reason um is a good thing at other times you know you really just need to know when to say like man i i don't care i'm doing this so uh yeah that was a that was an interesting track to to do it, it was it was really cool to to have cross stitch on um i think he brought like just like this different flair that my listeners hadn't heard before you know i i toyed around with with metal vocalists on my stuff before with uh, with kyle from uh as the tra- structure fails on, on edges. Um, and then, um, you know, but I, I wanted to have uh, something a little, like Cross-Stitch had just a different approach, you know, it was, uh, his verse was, was crazy. So, and then Imperative was, he's the one that made the beat. Um, and he, he did a lot to, to help out and, and kind of like bring, bring the track together. And um, yeah, I mean, it was it was 100% a three-person effort. So, uh, I mean, well, four-person effort because uh, Taboo did the mixing and mastering. So, yeah, I really I really enjoy it, man. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting times that we're in, dude. Uh, you know, I think I think the thing that bums me out the most is like, you know, the polarization of everything. Like, you're either this or you're that. It's it's like. Uh, like tribalism, like my brother talks to me about that a lot and just sort of that, uh, that us versus them mentality, sort of the, the sports thing, you know, where people, and I love sports, but you know, sort of that, like, well, you're either this team or you're this team and we wear this color and you wear this color. And, um, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know what it appears like up there in Canada compared to what's, what's going on here in the States, but I feel like there's a lot, I, I meet a lot of really awesome people every day and there's a lot of really good people in the world doing a lot of really good things. And then there's unfortunately um, all the other stuff that's come with that in this last year. So I don't know um, just as a guy who's, you know, we're pretty close in age. I mean, maybe this is too broad of a question, but I never thought we'd be in this, like times feel really surreal right now. Like it's just, it kind of feels like, I don't want to say groundhogs groundhog day for me, like the last year and a half, but it just surreal is like the best way that I can describe it. But I also feel like there's still a lot of good in the world. And I and I guess, I don't know, going back to that spiritual thing, I guess I just kind of believe in my heart that good always, you know, 
overcomes evil and that that love will change the world but like i don't know i mean how 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 is it up there in canada are things are things as polarizing up there like on the news and in like the media at large or or is it more kind of calm down and it just in terms of everything like with virus and politics like i guess i'm just curious you you being a little north of the border how much different it is up there compared to compared to what's on tv here yeah it's 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 much different i think i mean i'm hella jealous to all the united the the american uh, artists that are able to go out and do shows because we fucking can't but uh and there's just for me, again, it's the hypocrisy of everything that, that really bugs me, man, is that, like, Toronto is allowed to have, um, like, they'll go out and they'll have a soccer riot for Italy winning the World Cup or whatever it was. There's, like, 3,000 people in the streets. Like, you see the pictures, and it's it's unreal. Like, all these people just crammed together. Yeah, you're allowed to have that, but, um, oh, no, we can't have a show in a studio um with five people that's not allowed we can't do that no no no. uh and like and like i'm not a doctor or like i'm not a scientist so like i don't know about science all i see is like what i like all i see is like what i see and like what i hear i just kind of formulate my opinions on that but it just kind of seems that like nothing works and i think like our government really just kind of fucked a lot of stuff up and they just are like placating now and, um, you know, just using <clears throat> optics for a lot of stuff. <clears throat> um, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit here. It, it's very interesting, um, the difference that's going on here. Like things are still like locked down, you know, like I said, like we're not able to do shows or, you know, um, go see people uh, i mean now we are um but they're still like vaccine passports here vaccine passports there don't go there you have to quarantine um everything is like hyper political as well politicized like getting a vaccine or wearing a mask and i mean again just getting older it's like one of those things where like i i don't give a fuck like i mean even if i didn't think masks were working i would still just be the type of person who'd be like i don't give a fuck i'm just gonna wear a fucking mask like i'm am i gonna sit there and like argue with every single person that's like you know when i walk into a grocery store every single time to just go get some juice you know like oh put a mask on oh the mask like you, you see these videos online of people doing it I'm like buddy like i got better things to do with my time uh so it's just it, it is one of those things like i don't know there's there's a lot of stuff that just goes on and um i'll pick and choose my battles um there's nothing i can do about it man uh you know i can sit here and like like complain but there there really is like nothing i can i can do about it right now um you know so yeah it's a it's a much different situation i think here um i'm kind of concerned for the like the where canada is heading just like government wise and like like yeah politically um just yeah i'm 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 fairly concerned with with everything you know so um because we don't have the first amendment whereas you guys do right so and i'm very much like you know as an artist i think everyone should be pro free speech i think you should have like it's not like 
yeah, like you should have free speech and then and then there's consequences to what you say. I mean, Da Baby, I don't know. Do you know Da Baby? Mm-hmm. The rapper Da Baby? Yep. Yeah, like, you know, he's going through some serious heat right now for his comments that he said. And like, hey man, believe it or not, he like in the States has every right to say that. You don't have to agree with it. Uh, and, you know, does should he say that? Probably not. It's like not a cool thing to be saying. But on the other hand, you know, that does. And then, you know, he can say whatever fuck he wants. He's an adult. Uh, but now he has to deal with these consequences. So um, that's like where the big thing, I think, differs between Canada and the United States is like the, the free speech law. But. Yeah. And kind of going back to what you said earlier, I mean, um, you know, even, even when you were talking about kind of kind of coming in your own is like just as a human being about, uh, you know, consequences. And I think. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, this isn't a p- political show and I am definitely not a political <laughs> expert, but at the same Neither time, but at the same time, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's things that people say sometimes like in passing and I'll hear him say, and I'll be like, well, you know, um, yeah, we, we, we do have freedom of speech, but you know, I wouldn't advise anybody to, to say some, 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 some wild stuff. Like you can't, no. Like, like if you, if you went into, if you went into an airport in America and yelled, I have a bomb, like to your point, like you have a freedom to say that, but, yes. but there's going to be some serious, serious consequences <laughs> if you say that. So it's like, yeah, so yeah, it's like in America. Yeah. We, we have free speech, um, 100%, but there's, there's, um, I, I don't know. I just think there's that, that inner conscience as a human being of like, you, you got to know where the line is too. And you got to know where, um, and I'm not, I'll just be straight up. Like I, I kind of saw the, the baby stuff, but I'm not super well-versed. So I'm, you know, just to clarify for you and everybody yeah. listening who, who will listen to this, like I, my thoughts right now aren't speaking on his situation at all. I'm just saying in general, like, you know, freedom of speech, I think, isn't necessarily synonymous with, saying whatever you want without consequence right no and just like you were saying with the mask things like whether whether people believe they work or not whatever they choose to read um you know we're having a lot of trouble with the delta variant in the states right now and a lot of the hospitalizations are people who are unvaccinated so you know i'm not going to sit here and tell you whether or not you should get the vaccine you shouldn't get the vaccine but yeah. just high level data basically is saying, hey, if you don't have it and you haven't gotten the virus, the chances of you getting sick and ending up in the hospital are pretty, pretty high. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I don't know. I, I feel like at the at the end of the day, like um, as cheesy as it sounds, like I, I do think love will prevail. Uh, what, what did Jimi Hendrix say way back when he was like, you know, when when the the power of love overcomes the the love of power, like the world would be a much better place. Um, so, so yeah, I think, um, I think there's still enough good people and there's still enough, uh, good hearted, good hearted, uh, human beings out there that, that stuff will get better. Um, I just think we're in a very, we're in a very strange time because information is immediate. It's not yeah. always accurate. And at the end of the day, I've learned as an adult that, people are going to believe what they want to believe regardless. You know, um, one of the best things that I've read, I guess, to just put a button on, on this, this part of our conversation, but like one of the best things that I've read in the last year with everything, man, that's gone on, like with this virus and everything was 
why are you trying to explain something to somebody who's committed to misunderstanding you? And I feel like people could save themselves so much time and energy and effort if they just didn't respond to that negative comment or they just didn't they didn't pour gasoline on the fire that somebody who wants attention is just trying to light or for, for whatever those reasons may be, you know? Um, so I've kind of learned as, as an adult that um, kind of like, and you even said it earlier, I think, you know, you got to kind of pick and choose your battles. You know what I'm saying? And uh, um, totally. Yeah. You know. I, I'm not going to go around. Like it's interesting when you have like um, when you're just having a conversation with someone and um, you know, I, you know, I like talking about things like this to people to people yeah. that are understanding and, and, you know, you and I can have a difference of opinion. Um, but to someone that's, um, you know, I've had people get very much in my face um, just about the most ridiculous shit. And then I'm like, okay, so like, what do you think about this? Like something that's like, you know, just like a statistic, like a, a factual thing. And they'll be like, Oh, well like, no, like that's I'm like, all right, cool. We cannot have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to have a conversation. I'm walking away way right now. I think more people need to do that. Yeah, there's definitely there's there's strength in knowing when to walk away. And again, just this is stuff you want to put your time and energy in, man. Like I, I've learned as I've gotten older, like and I've had a really good life. So I'm not saying this like play the world's smallest violin. Like, you know, I, I've had my ups and downs just like the next person. But uh, I got a lot of love in my life. I got a lot of people that I love and trust. And but but I've learned that just like, you know our time here is limited. So, so you, 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 you best be damn sure that you're putting into energy, you're putting your energy into things that are worth your time, you know, and some things you just got to let go. Some ships, you just got to let sail and you gotta, you gotta take a different path, you know, um, and let people make their own decisions and their own mistakes. Uh, but we'll get through it, man. Um, like I said, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good people out there. And, uh, I, I think, whether it's through creative avenues like music or podcasting um, there's a lot of other positive outlets out there where people can kind of tune out the noise. So I would like to think that this show and your music are some of those outlets. So uh, shameless plug for you and for myself, but uh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully uh, outlets like this are, are places where people can go and uh, get away from all the negativity, man. But um well, Aaron, I don't want to keep you any longer than I've already kept you, man, other than to say I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I feel bad if I ranted too much, man. I'm sorry. Uh, if nah, I, man, we were just we were having a, a good conversation. There's, <laughs> there's, there's nothing. No, it's, it's all good. Well, to put a button on this, and I'll share the links in the podcast description, dude, but um, okay. you, know, you know, let people know where they can find you and uh, let them know uh, anything that you've got coming up musically. Obviously, television just came out, but uh, the floor is yep. yours, man. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I mean, crossed out music on Instagram, uh, crossedoutmusic.com. Um, that's like my main avenue. If you guys have TikTok, I guess follow me on TikTok. Um, crossed out on all streaming platforms. Go run my stuff up, you know. Phone calls with ghosts last year. Everything. Just go, be, you know, go become a fan. And um, yeah. Uh, Nothing, nothing new musically to announce yet. So, but uh, yeah, stay tuned. You know, still got some more stuff for for television. Sounds good, dude. Well, I really appreciate the time, dude. Like I said, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Keep doing your thing. Um, I really, I really, when I listen to your stuff, I know it's authentically you. And I think, I think that's one of the coolest things you can do as a musician is just put out the stuff 
that that you like and you enjoy you know so i think uh you know just just from one music lover to another man keep keep doing your thing and uh stay in touch man you know i've had a lot of fun talking totally. with you yo i've had a lot of fun talking to you too man this is the, this has been great but yeah dude thanks again so much for the time i really appreciate it man i hope you have a great rest of the night uh, shout out to Melodica too, man. I really enjoyed that that song that she did with you. So I'm gonna go check out more of her stuff as well. Yo, do it. Yeah, I'm sure she would appreciate it. Heck yeah, man. Well, take care, dude. Stay in touch. Thank you so much. Yes, 100%, man. Thanks. <laughs> have it that was my conversation with crossed out make sure you go check him out on instagram at crossed out music his website is crossedoutmusic.com. i will make sure to put the links in the podcast description of this episode so make sure you check out those links in the description crossed out thank you so much again man for taking the time to do this podcast i really enjoyed our conversation man that was actually one of the longer ones that i've had in a minute And it was cool because I felt like our conversation just flowed and we touched on numerous subjects, including, you know, spirituality and just the state of things right now in the States and in Canada, you know, things that you've battled through in your life. So I really appreciate you, you know, really, you know, pulling back the curtain and and letting me in on to who you are as a person and as an artist and just opening up to me and the listeners on the show, man. I really appreciate your vulnerability. And I really think what you're doing musically is awesome as far as just pouring your emotions into your art, not being afraid to wear your heart on your sleeve and not being afraid to, to put out the music that really means something to you, man. And uh, I really appreciate the time, like I said. So thank you so much. Shout out again to Melodica and make sure you go again, follow Crossed Out Music on Instagram at Crossed Out Music and online at CrossedOutMusic.com. And that's Crossed Out with a T, K-R-O-S-S-T-O-U-T Music. So again, K-R-O-S-S-T-O-U-T music. That's how he spells it, crossed out. So yeah, y'all, it's really cool, man, especially to get an artist from from Canada like that, man. It's uh, it's just cool to tap in, you know, even internationally and, and being able to connect with people. And I've talked about it before, man. There's there's so much vitriol on social media. There's a lot of fake stuff on social media, a lot of, a lot of flexing, you know what I'm saying? And uh there's even that meme, right, of like, uh, or, or pictures, I should say, people do like slides of like, you know, Instagram versus real life. And so I think, I think everybody's kind of in on it now where they sort of know like, oh, yeah, this is curated. This isn't like, you know, day to day, everything that happens. Um, who knows, maybe there's some accounts out there like that. I'm sure there are. But like, you know, everybody is, uh, everybody is buried in their phones now. Well, I shouldn't say everybody, I shouldn't speak in absolutes, you know, we're all kind of, you know, we can all kind of fall into that trap, I think, of, you know, the failure of comparison, looking at social media, uh, you know, being buried in our phones. You know, the artist that I had on last week's show, Greymind, his song Drift is about that, about, you know, losing somebody to the to the pole of social media. So there's a lot of, lot of negativity out there. But at the same time, you know, my experience with Instagram has been really positive, you know, just in terms of using it as a, as a way to connect with listeners like you guys listening to the show and also artists like crossed out and gray mind and, and so many others who I have met, you know, virtually through, through social media. So, you know, I, I think it just goes to show that there's good and bad and just about everything. And it just depends on what you have your antenna tuned to as far as your input 
and and how that affects your output. So just, you know, be mindful of what you ingest, man, you know, and uh, this isn't me plugging my Instagram, but I, you know, one of the recent posts that I did was just sort of, uh, you know, advice based on my own experiences and kind of just breaking it down for people like, hey, if you needed to hear this today, here's some things that I've learned along the way in my interactions with people and in my life and kind of what I put my energy into. And, um, you know, I it was one of those weird things where it's like I, I had no plan on like posting that. Like um, I had that picture for a minute and I wanted to do something with it, but it was just one of those things where I was like in my kitchen yesterday and I was just like this stream of consciousness, not to sound like I'm some friggin' like Dalai Lama or anything like that, but it was one of those things, you know, how stuff just like comes to you. And I feel like, I was like, man, you know, let's put my groceries away. And I was like, I feel like if this, if this like reaches one person in a positive way, I should post it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, you know, these are genuinely things in my life that I feel like are, are true that I've experienced firsthand as far as just my thoughts on your inner circle, what you put into your system mentally. You know what I mean? Uh, don't talk about it, be about it, believe in yourself or nobody else will. Like I just, there, there were just thoughts that I've had and things that I've experienced over the years that I thought would help people. So, you know, you really can use social media for good or for bad and, uh, you know, you know, tying it back into crossed out. Like he's, he's a guy, like I said, that, uh, he's not afraid to say what's on his mind and he wears his heart on his sleeve. And I, and I really respect that. I respect genuine people. I respect people who put work into their art, you know, and are genuine about it and authentic about it. So again, thank you crossed out and thank you to all of you for listening to this podcast. Again, I really appreciate it. If you would be so kind head over to Apple, leave a rating and a review for the show it helps the podcast rank higher and ultimately the conversations that I have with awesome people like Crossed Out get out to more listeners and that's really what it's all about, y'all, is just connecting with more people in a positive way. So I really appreciate everybody checking out the podcast. Again, you can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is March4th.Podbean.com. I also have a link tree, which I put in the podcast description of every episode, so if you don't remember... Uh, the, what I just said, just check out the podcast description and you'll see all my links for all my stuff in there as well. Uh, my link tree is cool because it has like background about me, past feature stories that I've done. Um, so if you want to learn a little bit more, connect with me yourself. If you've got a story of perseverance and moving forward, uh, that you want to share that you think it would be positive, or you just want to reach out and say, Hey, what's up? Feel free, man. So again, at March 4th pod on Instagram, Mike V. Bauman on Twitter, march4th.podbean.com is the host site. The podcast is on major platforms like Apple, Spotify, iHeart, the host site, Podbean, uh, Google Podcasts. So, you know, you're here, so you found it, and I really appreciate it, man. And again, I just hope that everybody, you know, just, I, I don't like preaching, but just, just, just be a good person, man. You know, there's a lot of craziness out there. Things are very polarized, and, and even from talking across out, it sounds like even in Canada, that's still it's still weird up there too, man. And it's it's weird everywhere. We're we're definitely living in strange times, but you can absolutely rise above it. Excuse me, if you just you know pay attention to what you put your energy in, you know, because that's that's the one thing, y'all, that you get to choose every single day when you wake up is who and what you put your energy into, and. That's such a powerful thing because I think a lot of us, we fear a lack of control, you know, and then we hold on too tight and we, we strain and we worry and we panic and we get anxious and, or at least I do. And then it's like, you know, 
there's power in letting go. There's power in just going with the flow. And every day when you wake up, you do get to choose your energy. You get to choose who and what you put your your energy into. And so be mindful of that. You know, we're we are living in strange times. We're we're living in you know kind of scary times. You know, this virus is a scary thing. It's affecting people in different ways. But you know, again, if you if you be mindful, if you be smart, if you be safe, if you be cool, if you be kind, you can rise above a lot of that negativity, man. So I hope you enjoyed this show. I'm going to end this podcast by saying keep the faith and be kind to one another. Thank you to Crossed Out and shout out to him for letting me give you guys his latest single, Television, featuring Cross Stitch and Imperative. Peace. It's imperative. Listen to the kid, 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 kid. Keep your television on. Keep your television on.